0: hey everyone and welcome back to bpx break room broadcast live each wednesday at 12 p.m eastern in twitter spaces at radish digital that's digital with a j a show that breaks down all the opportunities and explanations in the block packs ecosystem I'm Discord user Jen Khan, not just host of BPX Breakroom, but also one of the largest whales in the BPX ecosystem. And now, without further delay, let's hear from this week's guest co-host. Hello, everyone. Uh, Welcome to BPX Breakroom. We are coming to you live in Twitter spaces. I am your host, Jen Khan, and this week... We have the honor and privilege of talking to Alpha Trilogy. Um, thank you so much for uh, joining us today and uh, and giving up some of your time and your lunch break. We uh, very much appreciate it.
1: Yeah, no problem. My honor, of course.
0: Awesome. So before we get underway with all the questions as everyone's coming in, um, I will say as a special treat only for those listening live in spaces today, one lucky winner will get to spin the Radish BPX prize wheel tomorrow night on BPX After Dark, where you can win a break spot in a HTH case, a Bantam break, BPX merch, or potentially a wonders of the first allow list spot. Dang, that's a lot of stuff you could potentially win. I wouldn't miss out on that. So to uh, to try and do that, all you have to do is tweet a screenshot of your PFP in this space today. Um, that is not a picture of your PFP. That is a screenshot of it being in this Twitter spaces. Tag Radish and BPX Collect and mention how excited you are for the Home Team Heroes case break during tomorrow's uh, BPX After Dark, hosted by our very own B-Jamps. Um, if you need further clarification, you can see the Radish Discord for all the rules. Um, so, again, you are listening to BPX Break Room. I'm Jen Khan. Today we have Alpha. Um, also, just wanted to remind everyone that the TCG auction is now live Uh, through Thursday, tomorrow. Um, So go check that out if you guys are interested in some cool Pokemon magic um, cards. Those are always really great. Um, So normally, um, Alpha, I start my shows off with an icebreaker um, to get the ball rolling. So for you, um, because I've listened to the Geeking Out episode with you and Frenchie, um, and you have such a fascinating background in history and everything you've done. So I am interested. Is there something very cool on your bucket list that you really want to do that you haven't done yet?
1: Wow, bucket list. Um, n- not really, honestly. Um, Usually if something comes along that I really want to do, I just figure out a way to go do it. So um, I'm sure there will be things that I decided I need to go do and try and figure out a way to do it. But at the moment, no.
0: Wow, that's awesome. I'm very envious. <laughs> I would like to just think of something and go do it. That would be awesome. Um, so a little history. I know everyone's very anxious to... Um, to hear from you and to talk to you and just remind anyone that anyone of you guys can come up on stage and ask a question. Um, so just pop pop on up and, and slap, you'll manage that. Um, but I know for for a while, I know you've been involved in BPX from the beginning. I came in probably around August um, of 2001. So a little bit after um everyone else. And I just remember always hearing, right? Alpha Trilogy, Alpha Trilogy, whose wallet is this? Whose wallet is this? Cause you weren't really involved in, in Discord all that much. You kind of bought what you bought and, and that was it. And so I remember I actually went back in my DMs to try and figure it out. So I think I had DM'd you a couple of times when I was chasing some things like March, May, in 2022. And then all of a sudden in June, you kind of woke up and started chasing stuff, uh, for one of the, one of the Razes that we had. And I think that was, you caught the bug then, and there was no looking back after that. Cause then the, then the DMS were flooding, and you were in discord. Um, and it was a whole, and it was a whole lot of fun. So my first question to you is, um, was it, what was your initial thought of investing in BPX? Was it just a kind of hold and see where it is? You were kind of a rip and ride when we all started. And then what changed to make you kind of get more involved in making deals and trading?
1: Yeah, I think at the beginning, um, I liked the uh, concept that uh, Blockpacks was doing and I was kind of, you know, I was excited about what they're doing. I liked the, um, collision art side of what they were doing as far as, you know, you go so deep into the RAS. If you have, uh, if you have these collision passes, you're going to get these, you know, fractional ownership of these other, you know, pieces. I just liked that concept. And so that's really why I was probably involved in, I think I, you know, I, I was involved in every uh, RAS drop and, um, but I wasn't really worried too much early on about putting together sets and um, collecting real deep and the uh, like the IM side of it, um, just because it's a lot of work, and uh, and I didn't get super involved in that part of it early on. Um, I I would just get them, and then um, I figured those were always like extras, <laughs> you know. That was like the bonus, and then I would take the raz. I have a completely different, I think, philosophy on the RAS side of things than most people. Um, I just look at the EV. I look at what I pay for it. Then I look at the EV that I get back in the initial RAS drop. And my idea is to try to preserve that EV um, to the end. And um, the IMs are all just a bonus. And I, I viewed it that way from the very beginning when they first introduced IMs. And so the big hits, like, you know, it's fun to get the instant wins and all those things that they've added in. Those are great. The sweet 16s where you have a way better odds and all that. But it was always for me, it's about, okay, I put in X dollars, I'm going to get X dollars back most likely, or really close to X dollars back or a little bit more than X dollars back. And then um, the IMs are all just bonuses and and, um, it's just like a bonus. And it's how I viewed it from the very beginning. That's how I kind of uh, played it all along. And just that about halfway in, or I guess probably over halfway in, um, I realized the benefit of really putting together those sets and things of the IMs. And I really started collecting those heavy.
0: Interesting. So when you, before you made the switch of like kind of collecting sets and then also chasing some tokens, did you ever win anything in the Razzes?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I i would I would buy it fairly deep. Um, I always bought them pretty deep. But the idea was, for me, when I won, it was pretty strategic in that, uh, well, one of the things I completely believe in, and anyone that would ever listen, but I, I know everyone's got their own thing, and most people are looking for just a big hit. Um, I'm not looking for a big hit. I mean, that's a great thing, but it's not what my goal is. So. I don't blow all my money going in upfront. up front. So if I only had a thousand dollars, I wouldn't spend the whole thousand dollars up front. I'd spend maybe 800 of it and I'd keep a couple hundred dollars back because I would use that $200 to preserve my EV. And um, early on, I'll tell you a real quick story. So on this last drop, it was kind of interesting. There's a pretty big player. I, I traded back and forth with him a lot. But he had, a, he had some stuff he didn't want it. And I offered to just buy it all from him at EV because it was stuff that I was um, – I wasn't necessarily chasing it because it's not really the right word. But um, I, I offered to buy it early on. I said I'll take all those tokens because he had a lot. Um, he's like, no, no, I won't take money. I only want other RAS and you don't have the RAS I want. And I'm like, okay, but I'll buy it from you at EV. And um, he's like, nope, nope. Then we go all the way to the end. He, he he doesn't then have money at the end where he's buying EV to protect what he's got. And so at the very end of Razz, if you've sold early on some of the stuff you don't want, you're not chasing. Or if you kept money back, then at the end, you can go in and you can just buy. And you can like really um, increase your odds at the very end. And you're using money either that you've got from that drop or that you left You know, you kept back and he didn't do that. And then at the end, he's like complaining everywhere. I got screwed. I didn't get, I didn't win. You know, I was chasing, I didn't win it. And it's like, dude, you could have easily just bought and you could have saved all your EV and probably made way more if you just played it a little bit different. And I think it was just, if you're looking for giant hits, that doesn't work. But I don't look for giant hits. I don't don't care about that. And um, so... I love I love the whole thing how it works because it's pretty simple. Um, I think all in all, I every drop I would go into, I would buy into that drop, and overall, I got you know all my money back either EV and cards or in actual um, money, and all my IMs for the whole season were um, just bonus; they're free. And once I started really collecting and putting together the sets and like you know maximizing the value of them. I ended up getting, you know, a, a million um, plus uh, BPX um, for that, and you know, I'm, I think close to two million BPX, and so um, that's pretty cool because it was just it literally was free.
0: Yeah, it's it's very awesome. All the the rewards and everything you can get for uh, for the projects and all the different silos in here. So let me ask you, do you, when you win the hits, do you leave them on chain or do you take them off and, and sell them to recoup some of your, your EV or how do you play that?
1: No, I've never taken, um, I've never taken anything off chain. So I leave it in and, um, I have, you know, I've traded a few of those off. I've, I have sold a few, I've bought some of them. Um, and then I, I consign a lot to the, the BPX auction and, um, it's been fun. So, yeah, but I don't necessarily, I've never taken a card out. And I don't know if I actually, I mean, I guess I could at some point, but it's not really the, it's not really what I'm doing.
0: Okay, perfect. So I think that's a little bit of the, the history there leading up to, I know that the big hot topic now is um, the heroes and your, uh, Dual wallet with the team and the the huge investment um, and buy uh, you made into that that silo had had a lot of people talking, so wanted to kind of go into that realm and kind of see why you decided to take such a a huge uh, investment um, into this particular silo with block packs and. Um, how you got some of your your friends or colleagues to kind of team up with you um, and and enjoy the ride?
1: Yeah, it's it's interesting because um, the home team heroes when uh, Jeff first kind of did the initial announce that announcement of that and they started putting out some of the the information on it. I mean, it, to me it just made perfect sense. It was a, I, I honestly believe it's a brilliant product and I think it's going to have an incredible life. And so this is the um, Genesis offering of that, which is, um, you know, a lot of people in Web3, they think super, super short term. But long term, I believe that this, this product actually is going to um, stick around and be collectible and as more people are onboarded from that sports collectible world. I think that these are, I think this is just product that people are going to, um, kind of gravitate towards. And and I like that. Um, when he started releasing, you know, some previews of the art, (laughs) I was extremely impressed. Um, it's some really good, it's really, really well done. Um, to me, I mean, a lot of it has, uh, I mean, it, I, I think it competes with something you'd see that Marvel or somebody was putting out. It's just really, really good, and um, that's impressive to me. And, and especially the fact that a lot of it's one of ones, and it's like you know unique, or you have the opportunity at least to get some unique one of ones in that, which is kind of cool. Um, I have a couple uh, business partners that are they haven't they've been in the peripheral of block packs. Um, One of them is one of the bigger miner owners. I think he has 150 plus miners um, that he's bought um, all off of the uh, secondary, either buying the passes or buying. He didn't get any of the passes, I don't think. Um, So he bought it all. He bought it into it. And um, so... He liked the, you know, he's a he's a tech guy and he liked the whole story behind the miners and the, you know, minting the last uh, tokens um, on uh, Proof of Work. So he was, he liked it. And so he kind of was there and he's in the peripheral of things. And then um, the other one, Emma, she's been around it too, a little bit inside, um, but not doing any of the trading or any of that stuff. But she's actually... She probably knows more about the ecosystem than I do because um, she's uh, helped like create some content, uh, not directly for Blackpacks, but for Meta Jungle because we do um, uh, videos and things about it. So she she's watched all the videos, approved them, etc. That go out that are like talking about that. Um, Uh, Blockpacks ecosystem. And so she knows it. She stays up to date on what's going on. And she's like that with a whole lot of projects. And um, she's always been super impressed with Blockpacks, as have I. Um, I've said it before in spaces. I 100% believe that Blockpacks, from what I've seen, it's the best team in Web3. And um, they continue to impress me. And I'm involved in all different types of projects and things. Um, Some good, some have been not so good, but Blackpacks just continues to impress. And I completely believe that they understand the mindset of uh, collecting and collectors. And it's one of the things that I think is missing in Web3 to a big point. Uh, The people that are creating, um, in most cases, don't understand the people they're collecting. And I think that that's a, a problem that uh, Blackpacks completely has conquered because I think they understand the mindset of collectors and collecting. And so they design and, and create things that really, I think attract um, not just and not just people looking to make some money, but actually collectors too. And it's it's pretty cool. So when I saw Home Team, I was like, this is great. This is this is an amazing product. It's going to hit. It's going to do incredibly well. They had a an amazing offer, um, introductory offer on it. Um, to me, the offer blew me away. And I did some quick math. I realized how many packs they had. Um, so based on the odds that they were doing and the numbers that they'd said, maximum, color pops, et cetera, I think I came up that they were going to have 250,000 packs. And so I also looked at how many um, geeks I have. I have a lot of geeks. I continue to pick them up when I have an opportunity. And um, I I knew that I could maximize 100 Colour Pops. So I had enough geeks for 100 Colour Pops. And at the 100 to uh, one in 100 pack odds, I knew I needed to buy 10,000 packs in order to get close to maximizing my geeks. So I immediately decided to do that um, individually. Then I talked to my partners about hey, you know, I think this is a great product. Let's go in and um, we'll go in on it, uh, you know, fairly big. And I'll see how big that they'll let us go in on it and um, we'll buy into this. And I kind of just came up with the 25,000 packs um, because I figured it was 10%. And I was afraid to ask Jeff for um, uh, to allow us to buy more than 10%. So um, I went to Black Blackpacks, said, hey, I would like to buy 25,000 packs. Would you guys let us do that? And uh, they agreed to allow us to buy 25,000 packs. Honestly, I probably would have bought 50,000 packs um, if... Uh, I thought we could, if I thought that they would allow it. And um, I also didn't want to take too much. I didn't know how many would actually sell on that initial thing. I didn't want to be um, greedy and take away, you know, their opportunity either, because I also understand that they've got to, you know, they got to build it up and they need product, et cetera. But yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm all in on the belief side on Home Team Heroes. And my partners, they also went in individually and bought. So um Think one of them bought four or five thousand packs, and one of them bought uh, two thousand packs. So collectively, we 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 went in pretty heavy on Home Team Heroes.
0: Wow, that's a heck of a lot of information there. Um, I I would say I'm in, impressed with all of the number crunching and everything you did, but then again, I'm not because you are Alpha Trilogy, um, and the two kind of go go hand in hand. Um, I would say. So I know from listening to a couple of spaces that you've done and, um, you know, following you on Twitter that you're heavily into um, the photography and art and collectibles. And so what was there? one thing that struck you with the Home Team Heroes about how the art was developed? It was just the overall concept or what was the first thing that kind of made you go, this is this is it?
1: well honestly it's kind of interesting um jeff told his story um about you know the hot dog eating the hot dogs at the game or whatever and i was kind of like what in the world when he was first telling it and then when i really (laughs) sat and thought about it a little bit and um i unfortunately i spent a lot of time um with attorneys and um in, in legal meetings. And I thought, man, you know what, that's kind of brilliant. I actually love what he's doing. And, um, then combining that with the artwork and seeing like, you know, it's, it's pretty witty. Um, it's not just the art's good. The art's really good, but it's really witty too. Um, I, I like, I really like most of the names and I love the, just, I I don't know that much about the players themselves, but it's just really witty and really well done. Um, I, I was impressed with it um, in a big way, and I think the idea behind it, how the whole thing is structured to work, um, it's going to. I, I just can't imagine that in the long term, it's not just a giant hit with um, collectors at large. As as collectors in the real world start to move more and more into the digital side. Um, I think some of the existing product that's out there in the, in the, the space right now is going to get a little stale and boring. And this is something that's just, I mean, to me, it's like really innovative and new. And it's a perfect match of, um, you know, taking the collectible world and, and mixing it in with um, Web3 and doing something that you couldn't do without Web3. And it's just, to me, it's brilliant.
0: Yeah, I agree. I couldn't agree more. I think I I said it on, I think an interview was, I think last week, um, when I was talking to Slappy about how, um, I am not like a bit, I'm not a a gambler. I just, you know, I don't like just going in and wasting money, putting it away. But if there's a game attached to it, or if there's something else that I can do if I win, um, that's what I like about the whole thing. So with a lot of the silos in, in blog packs, um, that's attached to it, but then especially with um, home team heroes and the fact that you can actually connect it to um, a favorite player and a team and follow. And I think I saw someone tweet today that they were, I forget exactly what team, but they were a big, let's just say, uh, Cubs fan. But now because of home team heroes and the color pops that they have and what they want to chase, they're now starting to watch the Braves and, um, I'm not really good at baseball, but some of the other, some of the other teams. Um, so it gets everyone involved and, um, everyone talking and, and, and everything like that. So what I wanted to ask you is with, um, the wallets that you have and all the, uh, the home team here. Oh, actually, let me take a step back. Have you guys um, revealed or your color pops or
1: not? Um, the uh, wallet with the twenty five thousand packs. We have not revealed those color pops. And my wallet, and then Emma uh, Nifty Meta girls wallet. We have not re- revealed the wa- color pops in this. And then my partner, that's uh. uh the miner that has all the miners, he, um, he revealed his and, uh, yeah, he revealed his, he hasn't done anything there. He hasn't uh, claimed them, but he has revealed them.
0: Okay. How you, And any question I ask you can decline to an, You don't have to answer anything, but, how, um, how many color pops did you guys hit in the two and your big wall and the, the joint one?
1: So, in my wallet, um, I had the legends, or I had enough geeks for 100 um, uh, Colour Pops. So, I bought 10,000 packs, and I got 99 Colour Pops on that. So, really, really close to the odds. Um, On the 25,000-pack wallet, we got 232 Colour Pops. So, um, just a little under, but really, I mean, pretty close. And then... um, M um, for Emma, she did the worst of us. She bought two thousand packs and got twelve color bobs. Um, you know, just the way things work. And then my partner with the miners, I think, I think, he, I think he bought four or five thousand packs and he got fifty-seven color bobs. Um, I had some other family members and things that I also bought in a, a little bit small, like well, way smaller. But they bought, um they would each buy a one case and my son he did the best of anyone that I've heard of um, in the so far I mean I'm sure there's people have done better but his was pretty impressive he bought 200 packs and he got five color pops and he revealed them all and two of the color pops were one one times one two time one three time and one five time
0: no <laughs> so way
1: that was pretty <laughs> Crazy. I was blown away by that. So wow. um, how old
0: yeah, is my son, if you don't mind
1: me asking? Uh he's twenty-five. Oh, okay. Yeah, and so um he does he does a lot of videos actually about the black pack stuff. And so um I'm sure he was uh I'm sure he revealed all that during. I mean I'm I'm sure he did it all during a video. So I'm looking forward to seeing that. Because um he's pretty like Deadpan. I he does like he's able to keep a straight face but i'm sure he was excited um it'd be hard not to be excited and uh in a rip like that
0: yeah that's awesome so is that his first uh entry into bpx
1: no he's been you know um since very early on um just kind of at, at like a small level um yeah buying um yeah, he's he's definitely been in the ecosystem, and um, just yeah, at a, at a much smaller level, he does it completely uh, on his own. And then he does uh, he does uh, videos about what he collects. He collects he collects several different um, projects that are sports related, and um, he does videos and stuff about all of them. Oh, that's
0: awesome! That's awesome. Um, so, a question here about. With the home team heroes, so you mentioned that um, it's important that the first release is for collectibility, um, and so we're talking about the next version, which everyone's getting excited for, which is uh, football. Um, and so Slappy had asked a question. Uh, let me see. So does this mean that the oh that he's calling your your team a, a Cabal. Um, so, does this mean that your your group will not go in as hard on football because it's not the first, or do you view each sport as being a first in its sport, and will you guys go as deep into those, or do you not know yet?
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I don't know for sure because I don't know what the uh, I I don't know what the um, buying opportunity is, but I can I can guarantee if the buying opportunity was like it was for uh, baseball. Yeah. We would go in as big or bigger. Um, if the, the team let us um, do that. Um, and yeah, I think that each sport is going to have a Genesis basically. So, um, the first football drop is going to, to me, it's actually more exciting than the first baseball drop because, um, I'm way, I'm way more passionate about football. I play, a you know, Football uh, fantasy and in some in some really, really serious leagues. And so uh, I get excited about that. So I'm really looking forward to the football um, drop.
0: Yeah, I I have to say I am as well, because out of all of the sports, I would say football is the one I know the most of and the one that I follow the most. I actually know names of people and what teams they're on. Um, and then basketball and then baseball. So I'm I'm like a treading water with hometown heroes here trying to figure out who's who and who's good and um, what we need to do here. Um, but yeah, I'm very excited for for the football home team heroes to come out. And I can't wait to see who the, the actual heroes are going to be because I'll actually know some of them.
1: Yeah, I'm actually seeing both. As far as baseball, I don't really... Um, I might go to a few games in a year or whatever, but I don't really watch it and stay super up on it. And um, uh, so when I'm collecting, when I'm actually collecting and and doing all this, I'm I'm paying more attention to um, building out, you know, the sets as complete as I can and and building out, you know, rainbows to some extent, et cetera. And um, then every once in a while, I'll see a piece of art. I'm just like, well, damn, that's good, and um, I might actually reach and buy something that's based off of it's really, really interesting or a cool piece of art. And and some of the players, I, I honestly don't even know who some of the players are, um, who some of the players represent um, on the cards, but there's a few of the uh, the art that's just like really, really good, and I just love the way it looks. And so um, I'm more partial to that, um, especially the ones that aren't killer Pops, so you Know they all get the same amount of points, so I can just go and, and, and get excited about the ones that have the actual coolest uh, aesthetic.
0: Yeah, I agree. I um, it, it's funny because coming from um, the miners, where the best way to look at the miners was the small, um, a, a very small, um, like the PFP size of it not blown up on your whole screen when you looked at OS and everything and so I, I guess my brain is kind of trained to to look at these small you know pictures on my screen when I'm scrolling through so I don't really click on them and blow them up anymore and so the other day I was looking through and I was actually blowing up some of the the home team heroes ones and I when I blew them up I was like ooh. I'm like, wow, that's really cool. I didn't see that. And I didn't see that. And you start to look at it all. So it's like, I kind of have to remind myself now, no, these are, these are good, like big. So I have to blow them up to make sure I see everything, um, everything that's there and all the detail and everything that, that went into it.
1: Yeah, it's funny because those things are, um, some of them are so good. I I honestly could see I think Jeff could almost, you know, they could make posters and sell them in uh, retail stores. I mean, I don't know if they would ever do something like that, but I could see kids buying them and hanging them up on their walls because um, they're just really, really cool.
0: Yeah, that is that is neat. So from for your from a collecting uh, and staking philosophy for home team heroes, um, you know, just to set all the the questions, <clears throat> excuse me, aside in Discord and everything. So you, I know through your history or whatever, you buy and you you hold, um, which I think is is fabulous for for the project on a on a whole. You know, we need we need people in the community that are gonna um, invest, stick around, um, and help us grow and get that base going. So I'm assuming based on past experience home team heroes is is not something you guys are going to be looking to to scale down on or get rid of anytime soon
1: yeah i mean there we might sell um some of it that's not um that we don't have like the points maximized on or whatever but no we're we're not really buying to uh, to flip real fast or anything like that and um we're in, and me personally for sure, because I can't really speak um, for my partners personally. But for me personally, I'm I'm wanting to um, just put back as much uh, put back as much BPX as I possibly can, and so um, whatever I can do that's going to you know give me some more BPX, then I'm all for it. And if I do sell any of the things that I have in the Home Team Heroes. You know, because I have some, I'm pretty deep in some of the duplicate stuff. If I do that, um, I'm be really trying to get BPX for it, and um, yeah, I want to. I want to. It doesn't bother me. The idea of holding BPX into the long term doesn't doesn't uh, bother me or worry me at all. In fact, uh, I'm I'm in I'm I'm in acquisition mode for BPX. Well, that's great,
0: and I hope. Um... A lot of people feel feel the same way because I agree this is um, a home run as far as projects and silos and releases. So I'm very excited to see where this goes, um, and especially how how the uh, public release goes in at nationals. Um, and I think I was going to just remind everyone you can come up stage, uh, come on stage, and ask any questions. And then I see we have cloud. Up here. So, good afternoon, Cloud. You have a question?
1: Of course, and I won't lie. I'll preface it with I have an ulterior motive, but so you you ripped all these packs. How many DMs? How many trade requests do you get a day? (laughs) A lot. (laughs) So yeah, (laughs) as soon as um, I as soon as I started ripping anything, yeah, my DMs would just fill up with people asking um for uh. For different ones, and the thing is, like, so I'll just tell everyone <laughs> this real quick. So, obviously, the really big wallet, the 25,000 uh pack one, we have uh, I have two partners in it, and so and both of those partners butt in individually. And so, we first off, like, we rip that path, we rip those, we trade them back and forth to help maximize um, our own individual uh, um, sets. Although one of the partners yesterday, um, he just sent all of his. Uh, he sent all of his to um, to that bigger wallet because he didn't care. He's like, ah, I don't care, and he just sent them all in. So it's really good to have partners like that. Um, <laughs> he bought them individually. You just sent them all to the group. Um, but um, yeah, so we do that, and then got to go through and kind of figure out what our strategy is and what we're going to do and what sets we're going to chase. And so um, I think we've got that about figured out. We've got a little bit left to do and then um, we're going to, we'll have it all figured out and then we'll be able to do some trading. I put a bunch of buy offers in last night and was able to buy a lot um, in that same wallet. Because again, just like with what I do with uh, on the, the RAZ drops, I have no problem buying um, into afterwards to, to help maximize what the points are or whatever, especially when people are selling it for uh, really great values. And right now I think there's some great value uh, to be had um, just buying off the secondary and home team. In fact, if I hadn't been able to buy any at all and I stumbled into this and obviously I don't give, I'm not giving any kind of financial advice. I'm looking at this as collecting, um, not as investing, but, I would not have any problem at all just going in and, and being able to put together some sets, etc., um, buying off of the secondary um, straight up, because I think there is some fantastic value to be had there, um, especially when you look and you look at the points compared to uh, um, how rare the pieces are to get them. You see how many points you get for them and then what the prices are. Um, I definitely think that there's some... Yeah there's some opportunity to be had just picking up stuff off the secondary. I appreciate it. And, uh, just, you know, make sure you get back to me at some point. <laughs> um, and there's the Yes, sir. Of course, I prefaced <laughs> it with yes, it's yes, there. You, so. Yes, you did. <laughs>
0: um okay thank you very much cloud i appreciate it um if anyone else has a question you can either type it in geek lounge or here in spaces or uh, of course we'd love you to come up on stage um if we have anything um i'm trying to think from my is there anything else you wanted to throw out that i didn't ask alpha um
1: Um, no, I mean, I think it uh, seemed like you covered everything pretty well. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean obviously we we went in pretty heavy on home team heroes, and I love it. I think um it's something that's gonna be really cool. um I'm excited for Black Packs for it because I think it's a um I think it's a huge long term win, and it's gonna give that team um opportunity hopefully to start being able to monetize some of their efforts at some point because they've done a lot of work and I think they're, they're giving way more than they're getting. And so I really, I personally, I see this as a path to being able um, to hopefully they start getting um, at some point because I mean, I think they've put in the work and they deserve it, but I love it. The product, I I love uh, what they're doing. And uh, I think this is a, One of the biggest wins I've seen myself um, in Web3, actually, as far as an opportunity. And um, again, collecting not financial advice. Um, I don't do the. I don't have a flip mentality, so I don't really know that. But on this one, obviously, even the flipping side of it, people could have went in and um, bought it and flipped it and probably done really well. Um, I think pretty easily they probably if they bought it that initial um offer price i can't imagine that they wouldn't have been able to um go in and then just flip it and double or triple their money already so um that's pretty freaking <laughs> insane um it's not really what is exciting to me and i think the opportunity is uh, much bigger if uh people look a little bit more long term but um yeah, I mean, I think it's a, it's pretty cool. And so I just want to say, <clears throat> I see Jeff's in the audience. I just say, Hey, thank you. Um, it's a cool product and, uh, glad that you, uh, glad you made it available and you're letting us all participate because it's fun.
0: Oh, that's awesome. And I think a, a lot of us, uh, think the, think the same, um, and, uh, can't wait to see what what happens in the in the future um nothing but goodness i do have one little follow-up question um so i listened to the geeking out podcast um that you did with with jeff um i don't know if everyone else did but there was a interesting little segment in there um about a piggy bank so um i just think that's a (laughs) a very interesting story so i was wondering if you could maybe Tell us that little little story and then also add on um, if you took Jeff's advice and uh, took some ads out on milk cartons or if we're just letting it go.
1: Yeah, so um, I had bought a bunch of Bitcoin and um, it was back when it was really cheap and I did this multiple times where I'd buy it, <laughs> have a new wallet or whatever. This particular time I did it, I wrote down the uh, key to the wallet, um, you know, the whole long string, and I put it on this piece of paper, and then I put it into a piggy bank at my house. And it was a piggy bank that I had had since I was a little kid, like five years old. And, um, you know, I'm a grown adult. I still have this piggy bank that, you know, I've had since I was a little kid. I figured it was pretty safe. And I was busy with stuff in life and um, I see a thing. I noticed that um, Bitcoin has went up a lot and I was like, oh yeah, I've got a, (laughs) I've got that account. And um, at that time it would have been worth a lot of money at this point in time it'd be worth um, hundreds of millions of dollars. Um, But uh, I was like, yeah, I need to go and uh, get that. And so, I started looking around for my piggy bank and it's gone. And um, I asked my wife, I said, hey, where's in this piggy bank? I'll tell everyone in case you see one. It's a basset hound. So it's a basset hound with like a, <laughs> a drop going down its eye. And um, I uh, asked my wife, I'm like, hey, where's my, um, where's that piggy bank at? And, and we have kids and stuff. So I, you know, I thought maybe she put it in one of their rooms or whatever. She's like, oh, I gave that away um, to, uh you know, Goodwill or charity, some charity, um, about six months ago. And, I mean, it's long gone. They have a little flea market or whatever. That thing is gone out of, and, um, she did go to the, uh, the, the place where they have their store or whatever to see. And it was, you know, it was not there and it's gone. So somewhere, somebody has a piggy bank that's got the key for, um, You know, a hundred million (laughs) dollars for the baby.
0: Oh my gosh! Is it just written on a piece of paper? You said,
1: yeah, just written on a piece of paper. (laughs) I used to do it all the time, (laughs) and yeah, it's like, uh, yeah.
0: (laughs) Oh my goodness! Well, so even though as as uh, horrible as a story that is, but it's you know, it it humanizes you. you know everyone has everyone has their story of uh, losing something or um, you know being on the bad end of, hey. of something. yeah, hey,
1: Jen. Jen, I, I, this is slappy. I gotta break him right now. I love the fact that your guest misplaced a hundred million dollars, <laughs> and you're saying that humanizes them. <laughs> I think I speak for most people in the audience. That's not our version of humanity, but uh, sorry for your loss, I Alpha. I know, Jen. What do you, what do you say to someone? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's really dumb, uh, but it's funny because in those days, it was wild because the guy, <laughs> this, this guy um, where I live, he had a whole bunch of Domino's franchises and he was a Bitcoin maxi, he loved Bitcoin. And so you could buy pizzas with Bitcoin, but it would be like, you know, you buy one pizza with one Bitcoin, it would cost like eight Bitcoin to buy a large pizza and have it delivered. But um, I used to buy pizza all the time with Bitcoin. And so, I mean, I've spent hundreds and hundreds of Bitcoin on pizzas. And it was, it was just one of these things. And, and back in those days, there's all these barter exchanges and things, and I always loved playing in barter. Um, and barter. Um, and so, Bitcoin came along. The Domino's guy, he was always in all those barter things. And, like, next thing I know, we're, we're both buying Bitcoin, and I'm like buying pizzas from him with Bitcoin. And it was just like, it was just a thing because Bitcoin wasn't really. You know, no one, no one really understood or realized uh, what Bitcoin really was at that point and how valuable it ended up being. So it was kind of funny. But yeah, I mean, I, I, I bought pizzas for, um, you know, eight Bitcoin or 10 Bitcoin and all the time. It was just a random, I mean, it was just like a normal, normal thing. And someday if you, uh, someday I'll have to tell you um, a barter story that'll blow, especially this group, it'll blow everybody's minds, probably even blow Jeff's, um, of this thing that we used to do. And it was like the coolest, craziest, almost unbelievable thing, but um, it's really fun. And so I think having a, a, like if you like that kind of thing and you like trading around, you like that kind of stuff, um, I think that probably puts you in a, a better position to really enjoy like um, what we're doing here in Blockpacks. <laughs> and um, I think some of that background, and, and I saw Jams just said, you give a heart. Man, I've, I've bartered crazy, crazy real estate things and with people in a room where there's people trading um, jets and resorts and the craziest stuff that you can imagine. Um, back in the day. And it it was a hell of a lot of fun. Um, But can't do it anymore because the IRS doesn't like it much. But um, it was really fun. These guys would come in from all over the world and they would trade the craziest stuff you can imagine. in one of the coolest systems ever, um, which someday I'll I'll explain it in a space and blow everybody's mind.
0: I was going to say, I do remember um, like years ago, um, and I thought everyone was nuts. They had um, either websites or apps that you could go in, and that—that's exactly what it was: a whole big barter system. And you could pay with all different kinds of stuff, but you could barter for like weird, like anything you could find on there. People would throw it out there, and you know, I don't know, washing machine, or you could get someone to come and chop. Wood for you or it was just, I just thought it was the most bizarre thing. And now you kind of look back and it's like, well, yeah, that all makes sense. Why would you not do that?
1: Yeah. In in this particular case, um, it wasn't using a currency. It was actually using uh, people at direct trade, but you could trade. It's a really cool, really, really cool system. I've never seen before anywhere else. and I've never seen it duplicated, but you could duplicate it. The only problem is you can't because the IRS would um, would come after you. This was like twenty years ago, but um, yeah, I would go to I would go to these events, and um, I mean, one time I I had a full monster truck I traded for, then I traded that monster truck for a brand new Mercedes um, um, SEL. <laughs> I mean, it was nuts! And oh my like- god. Oh yeah, it was it was the craziest thing, and there'd be people that would come in and they'd have like briefcases full of like crazy stuff, like diamonds, um, gold coins, um, just deeds to properties around the world, and they would fly in from all over the world for this thing. And it was real; it was the funnest, craziest thing you can imagine. But the way they did it was a pyramid thing, and this guy would build it out so they he couldn't write anything else out, and. Um, If you're at the top of it, you could pick anything on it. And so you could trade 20 trades through and all those trades would happen. It was pretty wild because people would offer something on the top thing. And then anyone could offer anything on anything that was on the board. And so it just creates this crazy thing. And then as they work their way down the board, people can just take out chains of it and all the trades happen. And people are literally trading airplanes and, exotic cars and real estate and gold and diamonds and everything you can imagine.
0: Holy crap, holy. Um I have a few questions that are coming in all over. One, uh, Ben can't get up on stage, but he wanted to know if you're going to nationals this year.
1: Uh, don't know yet. Um, I'm hoping to, I'm trying, I'm trying to, but I have something else planned that week. So, um I have to try and move it around.
0: Okay. I know that would be awesome. Of course, I can't come, so I don't want you to go, but no, I'm just kidding. Um uh let's see, Slappy wanted to know when the movie of your life is coming out.
1: <laughs> I think it'd probably be boring. So oh you're kidding me. <laughs> it's Seriously. a lot of lot a lot of work
0: interspersed
1: <laughs> with just of random craziness.
0: <laughs> um, I think I think a lot of people would uh, would love to uh, to see that and watch that, even just with all the the stories. Even a short film. We'll do a short film. Doesn't have to be a full length movie. Um, and who Big Dobbs was asking me, and I don't know. Are he's saying, are you MJ on Open Is that one of your wallets?
1: Yeah, the MJ is the um, twenty five
0: thousand pack wallet. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, I think that was all the questions that I see. I don't see anyone else in the audience. Um, so I will give you any final thoughts from you as we kind of wrap this up.
1: No, I mean I would say. Uh, I'm going to post some things that um, I'm hoping to trade for um, soon. (laughs) And um, I'm trying to build a a gold set, and I'm going to try and build a lime set and an orange uh, shatter set. So those are always pretty tough to do. Um, And obviously, all the other stuff, building sets of. Almost, we were thinking about trying to build a pink set, but I think it might be... um, impossible to do but it would be fun if we could try and pull it off but uh yeah keep an eye out and anyone that can trade or help out with anything or need something let me know
0: yeah so I'm in desperate need of some reds so I will definitely be reaching out to you um but I just wanted to uh thank you again so much um I know you moved a a couple things around to to help us out today. So I very much appreciate that. Um, And that is it for this week's BPX Break Room. Um, Just a reminder, we broadcast live every Wednesday at 12 p.m. Eastern. Um, BPX After Dark with Jamps is live every Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern. And BPX After Dark Auction Edition live every Sunday at 8.45 p.m. This Thursday, Dr. Bray will join JAMPS to share his minor collection. And then at 1030, Radish will break the Home Team Heroes promotional case. Uh, So you don't wanna wanna miss that one. And we wanted to thank everyone who comes on stage today and share their thoughts and questions with the community. And we wanna thank BPX for partnering with Radish Digital so that we're able to offer all promotional items from BPX. Um, And finally, most importantly, wanted to thank you guys for listening and tuning in. We really much appreciate it. And as always, to sign off my corny joke, what did the tomato say to the other tomato during a race? Catch up. Thank you, guys. You've been listening to BPX Breakroom, which is broadcast live each Wednesday at 12 p.m. Eastern in Twitter spaces at Radish Digital. That's digital with a J. I've been your host, Discord user Jen Khan, and I wanted to thank today's co-host and you, the listener. A special thanks to those in the audience who raised their hand and came up on stage, helping to make BPX the best community in Web3. BPX is a community built for collectors by collectors. That's it for this episode. Thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next week.